0: Chapter one, the best time to become a broker. What you do today can improve all your tomorrows. The best time to become a broker, arguably, is today. Many great businesses are built in tough economic times. While other people run for the exits, you may want to be the one that casually saunters on in through the entrance, takes a look around and says, I can make something of this.
1: I'm just going to say the timing for this chapter, I, it can be better. Yeah,
0: like given the nature of the, is it the pandemic you're talking about? Yeah. So, yeah, there is a pandemic. Yeah, the yeah.
1: pandemic. I mean, <laughs> is there any better time? Some people will say, there's no way that I would get into this business today, but we'll talk more about that. Yeah, Well, because- and certainly,
0: I mean, we're recording this on September 3rd, my former wedding anniversary, <laughs> which we will we'll leave that alone. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're recording this on September 3rd tw- of 2020. And uh, yeah, when the when the initial... You know, declaration of pandemic came out uh, it was March 12th, I think. And then we went into lockdown yeah. within a couple of yeah. days of. A lot of brokers thought that was the end of the world. Yes. Like, this is yeah. the worst time to be a broker. Yeah. And yeah. of course, they were totally wrong.
1: Yeah. We've been busier in the last six months than yeah. the six months prior. We, sure. have a,
0: we have a, a great number of people in our industry who have done as much business in the past six months as they did all last yes. year, which was a good year. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So yeah. So this actually, this chapter was written in the context of two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay. When I entered the business, yeah. and uh, the first week I was in the business was when the federal government announced no more zero down right. payment, yeah. and no more forty-year amortization. Mm-hmm. They reduced it to thirty-five, mm-hmm. and I had uh, some of the the old crusty brokers in the head office I was based in saying, "Kid." Pack your shit and get out yeah, of here. Like yeah. it's done. It's yeah. over. The party's over. Yeah. Everything's ending. Right. And of course, that's not at all how it went.
1: That is not at all. No, and how it continues to go.
0: Yeah. So when I yeah. wrote this originally, um, I, I here's what I wrote at the time of this writing, but then again, at any time really, our economy is making incremental gains or losses. There's no shortage of negativity from the media. That holds true to this day. Mm-hmm. And reconciling a steadily rising housing market remains a mystery to many Mm -hmm. outsiders, So more so. So be it. Whether the market is rising or falling, whether the economy is expanding or contracting, it matters not. This series of books, this series of podcasts, is designed to assist you with carving out your own slice of any market and becoming a top producer, if that's what you desire, or at the very least, surviving in comfort which is not a bad way to go either. You know, fact, I love this fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only economy that matters is the one between your own two ears. So true. Now I think I would give Ozzy Jurak, a, a local real estate legend here in Vancouver, the, the the credit for that one. He's the one that at least repeated that to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that originates, but it's a great, great mindset sort of mantra. I, I repeat it all the time to people. yeah. And sometimes I have to repeat it to myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that also. Like, I mean, no news, Jill. I've said it, you know, dozens of times before. It's like, no news, Jill. And not to be ignorant, not to be, you know, live in some bubble or under a rock, but actually just because, you know, if you're starting every day with a stream of negativity, Mm -hmm. I mean, how is that going to play out? So.
0: Well and again this this is this this chapter is going to take a little bit to get through because topically speaking yes. certainly in March April so I, I I was um in a household where we disconnected cable TV 25 20 years ago mm-hmm. like it was 99 2000 unplugged mm-hmm. cable TV yeah. canceled the newspapers mm-hmm. so so no news right same idea no yeah. news Dustin yep. no news Jill yeah because the news is like fast food. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like that, that salt, sugar, fat hit, totally. sort of a spike to the you know, brain and ah yeah. pupils dilate, yeah. heart rate elevates. Yeah. What's gonna kill me now?
1: Yeah.
0: And I've always preferred uh, books, which I call slow cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's that's the slow cooking news version mm-hmm. and uh, the news news is like fast food. Yeah. It's just yeah. that hit that's it's it's there's no nutritional value. No. no. Yep. Yeah. And is certainly when it comes to all things real estate.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. The bubble, the bubble's burst, the bubble's back on. The you know housing market is crashing. Housing market is at record highs. I mean, inside of six months, I we've been like yeah everywhere. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Well, here, here, this isn't in any of the books, but here's an analogy I've always liked to use with regards to real estate. When it comes to real estate, it's a yo-yo on an escalator. Mm -hmm. you're talking about values Mm -hmm. like they go up and down in these little ways but the general trend is the same way and it's surviving those little dips Mm -hmm. which ultimately always there's a rebound and a lot of times the low of the dip isn't even as bad as the last high Mm -hmm. like you're still above the last high even when it comes back down if you look one or two peaks ago so it is kind of that Mm -hmm. that trend right yes And let's talk about some numbers here. So by the numbers, below are the numbers which caused me to spring out of bed every morning, uh, very focused as a new broker, head into my office because I was all about being in an office. When you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. And I liked having that clear mindset of being in an office. So the total potential transactions in the province of British Columbia, and these numbers were done 10 years ago, but it hasn't hasn't changed a, a whole lot. So you have 1 million privately owned properties in the province of BC, 50% of them are clear title. That's the parents, the grandparents, mm-hmm. the great grandparents, uh, they're clear title, they're mortgage free. But there's still 500,000 properties that represent 500,000 potential transactions. So let's imagine the worst case scenario, which apparently is worse than a pandemic <laughs> because the pandemic we are having, actually we just came out of July. Yes, 40 year record yeah. high number yes. of purchases. Yeah. Okay, so we have to imagine some, something worse than a pandemic that eliminates all purchase activity, eliminates all refinance and equity takeouts and construction transactions. Everything just stops, but did everything just stop? No, you have 500,000 mortgage holders. And let's again assume that they all took five-year terms Mm -hmm. and that none of them break their mortgages early, more than half, about six out of 10 Mm -hmm. will in fact break their mortgages early. But again, let's pretend 10 out of 10, Mm -hmm. go the distance. So we've got this really, really extreme scenario beyond where we're at now. That still leaves 100,000 transactions up for renewal each year. Mm -hmm. And let's, okay, let's assume 90% of them are super lazy. They sign the letter that comes through the mail slot, which is a tragedy.
1: Yes, very much.
0: Quarter point, half point, two point higher rate. And they just sign it and they don't reach out to anybody, which it's our job to do a better job of Mm -hmm. letting them know we as brokers exist at renewal time. It's not just about when you need new money, no. right? But that's that's on us. It still leaves 10,000 renewal transactions, 10,000 renewal transactions for you. And how many transactions, how many files, that's the term I like to use, how many files do you need to have a solid year? 100, yeah. that's 0.01%. Yeah. 50, yeah. that's 0.005%. So in a world where some very polarizing figures like he who shall not be named, can get 50% of people to like them, Mm -hmm. ask yourself this, can you get 0.005% of people to like you?
1: These are very encouraging numbers that I wish I knew back when I started.
0: It's that sense of confidence that it instills in you. Like, there's a huge opportunity out there. yes, And I just need to chip off a tiny little slice and I'm gonna be great. So it goes on to say, I just I, I'm the first to say, assume nothing. I greatly dislike the word assume. Gets me in all kinds of trouble every time I use it. Mm-hmm. But for the above, we make a little bit of an exception because it demonstrates that when you do add in the initial additional, pardon me, tens of thousands of purchases, refinances, equity takeout transactions that occur every year, the overall percentage of transactions that you need you know, really it drops to as low as 0.001% of the market and 0.001% earns you a really great living. Yes. So I'd suggest investing the time to research the numbers of privately owned properties in your province or state and build out your own sort of motivational worksheet, mm-hmm. like slap that up on the wall. Yeah. Print it on a t-shirt. Teach- that's a great t-shirt. Okay, maybe it's not. 0.001%, people are going oh, yeah,
1: to, that, no. might, that
0: might come across the wrong way.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I'm super special. Yeah. But that's all you're chasing. That's all you're chasing. Yeah,
1: when you break it down like that, when because I know when I first started and, and I thought, okay, I need to meet realtors and I need to, you know, and I went and I, well, before that I did my mortgage broker course and I was in a room of people and I thought, Oh my gosh, like this many people are taking this course right now. How am I ever going to find business? How am I ever going to find a deal a more Had I known this, I would have thought okay. Yeah. There there are plenty of mortgages, plenty of clients out there for me. And and I I just kept constantly like running up against this oh no, like I okay, so what percentage of the demographic in Vancouver is even going to want to deal with me and and what percentage is, you know, male, female? It doesn't matter. Like, I, I just kept running mm-hmm. into this idea that, oh, my, you know, my pond is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But when you look at the numbers, it's like, yeah, it's a pretty big pond.
0: It is. And, and we tell these stories about our, uh, you know, we tell these stories to ourselves yes. about ourselves. Absolutely. And they're usually really, really wrong. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, and it cuts both ways, but... Very few of us are telling stories about ourselves, about how awesome we are. Yeah. And
1: you right. know what?
0: Kudos to those people. Like, good Seriously, on you.
1: Seriously, yeah. Because yeah.
0: they're the outlier. Like, the right. other 99.9% of us are telling stories about how we're not tall enough, we're not this right. enough, we're not that right. enough, we're yes. not whatever. Yeah. Like, we're I, I shouldn't use height. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This and that.
1: I'm too bald. My hair's too long. Oh, like hey, what, come on. You know, like yeah. I- <laughs> Somebody might not like dealing with bald people, but they're happy to deal with someone with long hair. And we just get caught in this. It's me against you. And that's just actually not even
0: the Mm -hmm. case. Well, let's just address hair right now. Okay. Because I actually have a theory on being bald as a broker. Mm -hmm. It's a significant advantage. It's my contention that I will close a minimum of two transactions more than a broker with hair because I don't have to spend time going to a barber shop. Oh, Right. Mind you, that's a networking opportunity. It
1: is. That's true. Counterpoint. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. Yes. <laughs>
0: but I don't spend as long in the shower. Mm-hmm. I don't have to lather up. Mm-hmm. I don't have to condition. I don't have to blow dry. I don't have to right. style. I don't have to have gel. Do mm-hmm. I have gel? Do I need to go order gel? Oh my gosh. What am I going to do? Yeah. I, have, I don't have yeah. any of these concerns.
1: No, you're a solid. So if we considered, you know, seven ish hours a week ahead of me, you know, on the bigger scale, that's a, that's a, part time job. 7 hours
0: a week. That's like I'm working one day a week more one on day a my week business. more. Yeah. Because you don't have hair. And in the next episode Jill will appear with a shaved head. I
1: will
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's go back to back to the the, the chapter here. Yes. Uh, so as I say, uh, to, to pick up the thought, invest the time and research the numbers of privately owned properties in your own province or state, and and yeah, build that motivational worksheet. Now you'd be correct in pointing out uh, the absence of a total number of mortgage brokers and bank mortgage reps in my numbers here. Uh, so you know how many people are am I competing with, and uh, there's not really a breakdown of specific broker market share, and. I ignored this because really regardless of the amount of competition which is really about a few thousand of us per province or per state by most estimates or the size of the current broker market share which okay it's around 25% uh, overall yet it's pushing 50% with first time home buyers mm-hmm. so that tells you the trend is of course you know the the yeah. people who aren't using brokers are aging out mm-hmm. of our market the people who are using brokers Predominantly you know, 50% versus 25%. They're aging into our market. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that the opportunity is growing and that it is massive. And like I say, can you be confident in your ability to get 0.001% of mortgage holders to work with you, to like you? You should be, mm-hmm. right? And the confidence matters. Like that, that's just huge. I mean, and confidence grows with knowledge. Therefore, keep on reading, mm-hmm. keep on listening. Mm-hmm. And I have a little bit here on your origin story. So it doesn't matter what you're currently doing for work or what you've done previously. It really doesn't, which, you know, Jill and I touched on in the intro. It's it's not about that. What matters is how you approach what you do. If you've always approached tasks with the aim of being as effective, efficient, and thorough as possible, then your mindset it's already on the right track. By the way, quick aside, Mindset by Carol Dweck.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you read that
0: book? Yes. Phenomenal book, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Right. Yeah. And if you have a growth mindset, read the book, because it just makes you feel great about having a growth mindset.
1: And if you have a fixed mindset.
0: Then you probably won't read the book. <laughs>
1: you probably won't read it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, right away, this is like a litmus test here. Am I going to be successful in life? Well, I'm not interested in reading a book on growth mindset. Right. Okay. Well, like a little bit self-limiting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as you were.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, yeah i think that that is uh the, the mindset is is vital and the keys to success in this business as any are a willingness to learn along with an eternally optimistic outlook and a love of hard work my own background included neither financial services work nor real estate industry related work however whatever work ever came my way i always attacked it with a desire to do a better job of it than had ever been done before The value in this approach is well addressed in uh, Robin Sharma's book, The Leader Who Had No Title. And yes, we're going to reference a ton of books. I mean, Jill likes to read. I Mm -hmm. like to read. Okay, I don't read anything. I listen. Listen. I listen to audiobooks. But still. This mindset allowed me, within my first 24 months of entering the business, to be ranked by Canadian mortgage professional, um, Magazine as a top fifty broker, they subsequently pushed it to seventy five now, but it remained consistently in the top twenty right through twenty seventeen in a nationwide field of eighteen thousand agents. Oh my gosh, I'm just so amazing.
1: Ugh, well, but really, like I, I mean, I read that and I just I think, man, like if I could read a book that helped me to do that, or if I could get you know some something to get to that place, I, I mean. Felt like i had all the all the tools and know-how behind me and
0: it's funny though like having having largely stepped out of brokering in 2018 2018- done a lot more coaching, training, and then in 2019, uh, stepping into the role as, as, as the president of a brokerage, you know, I'm a couple of years removed from it. And now I look back at some of this stuff and I do look at some of my my own numbers, which they weren't just my numbers. I had uh, the uh, amazing assistance of an incredible associate, really a partner uh, for 10 years mm-hmm. uh, who, who just stuck through me, stuck with me through thick and thin, uh, Angela. And Angela is, is, is phenomenal, but I look back at what the two of us did, uh, and and even I kind of sometimes just, you know, I furrow my brow like, that was ridiculous. Like, yeah. it, it, it was pretty aggressive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, but we'll get into into how that winds yeah. up happening as, yep. as we carry on. Yep. But ultimately, where it really begins, you've gotta be the first to believe that you can be awesome. You know, forget about the whole A B C thing. Always be closing. That is maybe okay. Uh, you know, on a used car lot in the 1980s. It's it's not what it's not what you want to embrace today. Today you want to embrace A B A. Always be awesome. A B A is a mantra that will drive your progress in brokering. It'll drive you into the top one percent of the industry. Your self belief and self confidence they become contagious. They just do contagious with clients, with referral partners, industry partners, just people mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. People like confidence, yeah. you know? And again, confidence comes out of knowledge. So it's really about having that foundational knowledge, which is elusive
1: yeah. in our business. I mean, there's also something, a little something to be said for those starting out, um, you know, to not be deterred because there is that little bit of, you know, if you've got that, always be awesome. If you're always being, you know, genuine and you're connecting with people, there's so much to learn in this business and and that can scare people off, I believe. And it's it's just I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but sometimes a little bit of fake it till you make it because the answers are always out there. There are always so many people that will help you get answers in this business, especially that when you've got that connect and you've got that, you know, when you're getting started and you've got that rapport and relationship building, you're gonna you're gonna be able to succeed, you know, without knowing every mortgage that exists out there every lender that exists out there and and their entire like we've all seen you know what their what the handbook you yeah know, the broker kits go to the broker kit on page not 385 lender, section b and it's like what but like, not
0: that every lender puts out a broker right, kit anymore
1: right so i mean there there is something to be said that it's um you know it's not just a if I do ABC, everything falls through. It's, it's more about this and the connection the relationship
0: mm-hmm. than
1: the, this is how I'm going to close you because I know every product inside out. Like, you're not just learning five car lineup, like, you know, yeah, the ins and outs of five cars that you're selling. Like, it's far greater than that.
0: No, and I, I think what you have to express when you say fake it till you'll make it, a, you can think of two things. <clears throat> Number one, you absolutely can fake happiness and generate happiness, right? Mm-hmm. The pencil test, yeah. you put the pencil between your teeth, it mm-hmm. forces your muscles, yeah. your facial muscles into a smile, yeah. and it tricks your brain into thinking you're happy. Yeah. So seriously, next time you're upset, just stick just, the, the pen or the pencil it. between your teeth. and I, Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah forces that smile.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and next thing you know, you're actually happy. Yeah. So you, you can fake happiness and become happy. That, mm-hmm. that, that is a thing, <laughs> but you can't fake knowledge, which right. means it's pretty tough to fake confidence. But here's the thing. You don't have to have the answer to the question. You yeah. just have to have the confidence that you know where to Absolutely. get the answer.
1: Yes. Yes. Perfectly said.
0: Yeah. Right. That That's all it boils down exactly. to. Like, are you part of a team? Do you have the backing? Mm-hmm. Do you have the resources? Do yeah. you have the BDM's phone numbers on speed right. dial? Yeah. Can you get the answer? Yes. And to just be confident in, in, you know, Jill, I'm sorry, I actually don't have the answer mm-hmm. to that question, but I know exactly who to ask. Mm-hmm. I've got a gentleman on my team, or I've got a a woman on my team, whichever person on my team, you know, who I'll contact right now. I'll get back to you as quick as I can Mm -hmm. with a clear answer on that, but... Let's not break the conversation for that one answer right now, is there anything else? Mm-hmm. Because that was something I learned early on too. It's really easy to run away, break right. the call, start, run away, go yeah. get the answer, start, come stop. back, yeah, and yeah, start, stop, start, mm-hmm. stop. So try and go through as much of the yeah. conversation as you can, accumulate your questions, mm-hmm. go get the answers and come back. Yeah. And you know, the advice, insights, and case studies sourced from my own sort of rocket-like launch in this business through the 1695 completed mortgage transactions, it's my hope that this is going to assist each of you in avoiding some really common and some very uncommon uh, mistakes. And mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely, I think, some stories we're going to share that, um, well, there'll be a laugh had at my expense. They're all going through my head right now. I don't want to start beating with sweat. So (laughs) look, at the end of the day, at the end of this series, you will be a confident broker. You'll be an awesome broker and uh, you'll be a better broker.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah.
0: All right. I think that's. That's it. That's a wrap.
1: That's a wrap. Chapter one.